1: Good evening, Malden. Welcome to this week's edition of 02148 Live. Uh, full disclosure, we're actually not live. If you're watching now, it's a taped version of 02148. Um, we're doing it a little bit differently this week, uh, at least for, for the night I'm hosting. Normally we host, uh, the show goes on Wednesday night live. And because we couldn't get our guest uh, scheduling conflict uh, last night, And we certainly didn't want to wait another month. We are taping. Today is Thursday, March 21st. And I'm so glad you can join us tonight because I'm excited about tonight's show. And without further ado, I'd like to welcome the mayor of Malden, (laughs) Mayor Gary Christensen. Great to see you.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Great to be fresh off, by the way, (laughs) the State of the City Address just uh, about three and a half weeks ago. Sure. Seems like uh, many years ago. Many years <laughs> ago. Um, and We've already been, moved on to the next thing. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, for us, uh, it's been a treat the last three years or so, you know, coming on. I think it's just great that, uh, because not everybody can go to the event, right. obviously. And by the way, I encourage everybody to uh, go to the uh, city website. And it's under an hour. You don't have to watch it all at once. Right. Maybe while you're ironing, watch 20 minutes, some laundry. You know how it goes, but um, it's... And this year, we broke it up by segments. Okay. So you can go right to where you want to go. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Oh, I have not even so seen that. So yep. So that's uh, uh, very convenient for you folks as well. And we, we've got a few clips that we're sure. going to show tonight, so obviously we're not going to show the whole thing or we wouldn't need to <laughs> be on. But we're excited to have you on. How have you been? Good.
2: Good. Good. Now that that is passed. Yes. That is a lot of work, I was uh, say. and I want to thank Ron Cochran. Yes, he's uh, in therapy K- now. Kathleen right? Manninghall, <laughs> <laughs> Maria Louise, Elena Savino, and, and others for helping us make that a reality. Um, again, we could do a straight speech, but we've always wanted to have a little fun with it, and so that's why we um, spend some time trying to you know, make it right.
1: Well, <laughs> an incredible amount of preparation, and I will say, uh, I, went, uh, I usually go and I went again this year, and I... You know, I just love what you've done and what your staff have done. It's very creative. Uh, by the way, did you hire Lenny Clark as a writer this <laughs> year? I mean, it was, very, uh, it was very comical. Didn't need to with some of the department heads we have. And just the, the, the ones you've had previously the last couple of years, I said, well, what are they going to do to top it this time? And yeah, you, you we get asked
2: that question throughout the year. So a couple of years ago, we did
1: a bot like yes. Alexa. Yeah, it was great. Uh,
2: last year was virtual reality, Yep. and this year was uh, navigation.
1: Yeah, it, it it just worked. I thought it was um yeah, really good. Uh, kudos to your staff. And yeah, you, you know what's cool great about it too on.
2: that uh you know, despite the work involved, it it forces us to stop and look back, which we rarely do in this business. We're always looking forward. Yeah. And it's nice to see some of the things that have occurred during the past 12 months. Yeah. You know, do you, so do you, that's do you appreciate.
1: pinch yourself and say, "Wow, we did all that?" Yeah, I do. When I, we go I, through I uh
2: the pictures and the videos, it, it just The same question you just asked. Do we do this? Right. You know, so, but it goes to show you that, you know, despite our challenges, and we have several, there's a lot of good things happening, and that's what's uh, nice about this opportunity is we're able to tell a story.
1: Right, and that's why I'm glad uh, you're coming on tonight, and we can show the folks some clips, and again, go to the website, catch the whole thing, because it's not, uh, you know, I randomly picked, uh, you know, everything's great on it, and uh, I hated to leave out anything but for the interest of time. Right. Uh, we had to select a f- few clips. But before we get to the opening clip, sure. which I have uh, a couple of questions regarding that, um, I usually see you out and about, usually at a race. And I, and I just saw you recently at a race. And I was wondering, because we just were, were in passing. It was a week and a half ago. By the way, it was quite an event. And Malden really uh, pulled it off uh, with flying colors. That they've was a ar- huge... They've already said they want to come back. Now, so. who, now, there was a Malden Rotary, right, yep. with... Cambridge 5K. 5K, Yep, and uh, they ran a, was it the first ever half marathon? Yes, so half
2: marathon and five mile. Mm. Now, previous to that, they had done a 10K in the summer. That's right. And this was all made possible by Kevin Duffy, oh. you know, our um, business development officer. Sure, so we had him more. on last month. So yeah. much more. Yeah. And uh, he was able to forge a relationship. And then uh, police chief Kevin Molas, fire chief Kevin Finn, oh, and others got involved in businesses. Yeah. And uh, it was just a great day. This is our second, and again, they're already talking about a third, minus the snow. Hopefully, you were a little <laughs> out of breath, so you weren't in the mood to talk when I said, "Oh him. yeah, I that's for right? sure." Now, oh, but I, I, but I,
1: well, geez, well, I wondered, did you, you? didn't run the half marathon, or did no, you? No, no, I barely, was going to say that five miles, barely. which uh, I did as well, and it was plenty. Yeah, same. And uh, we had a beautiful day before, and a beautiful day after. And, and that morning, we got the little snow <laughs> right <laughs> squall, which kind of made it fun. Right. Our police chief uh, Mola said, hey, that's a
2: story that you can now tell. Yeah. You ran in what was, uh, it was a challenge.
1: It was. You couldn't it w- see, I mean. It was. It was. Yeah. First, yeah. I was like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. That lasted for about two minutes. It started <laughs> coming down with the wind. And, yeah. um, and the great thing about it, too, is the
2: uh, proceeds go to a charity. Yeah. So that's great as well. Yeah, So we had about 3,000
1: people and, and I, I, I you must have lost a few with the weather but I think it was still huge yeah turnout. no they they said I thought they said everybody oh is had that 3, right thousand
2: uh, that's huge bodies yeah you know, so maybe yeah. some dropped off some came on late but uh you know worked out well
1: oh my god it was so well organized and uh it was just fun running through the city I'm like this is cool
2: <laughs> yeah right and the um, uh the route was nice too I it mean it was, was all flat
1: it was, it was all flat, yeah. which was good news for us. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, hats off, again, for everybody who put that together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you no see uh, Mr. Duffy, I mean, really yeah. pat on the back. Yeah. Because Wait
2: we had some cities and towns around us peel off. We were originally going to have it go through the Fellsway and okay. that thing, but the time it couldn't work out. And uh, Kevin didn't give up. He said, no, let's see if we can make this happen in Malden. And, uh, and that wouldn't have happened without guy. our police chief, fire chief, oh. and others, you know, to support the effort. Bobby Knox did the route,
1: you know, making sure it was presentable. Yeah. Got it done. It was just well, you could, you know, it was, other than the weather, but <laughs> that was the, the small. Se- you hey, Listen, when you have a race in March, you're, you're playing with fire. No energy, doubt. Right? Yeah, and the rodeo was happy as well. Yeah. They, they needed, they
2: said they had wanted to have someone to par- partner with, and this was the organization to do
1: it with. Well, when's your next race? hopefully not for a long long time <laughs> you don't miss many I'll tell you that um, that's great so anyways back to the city address a lot of preparation okay. um, actually the the first clip we're going to show is, is the opening which I thought was you know kind of a grand opening grand right. entrance and um, we'll talk about it a little bit after but um and, and we, it goes into talking about City Hall and, and that yep. kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, James Mudge, who's uh, in our director's booth tonight, doing a fantastic job. James, can we run the opening clip of the State of the City? Coming to you soon. <laughs>
2: Supposed to be somewhere? Hey Arakawaya. Yeah, I'm on my way over to Anthony's for the annual State of the City address. You want a ride? Yeah, you know what? I think I'll take one. Thank you so much. Hey, you know while we're at it, we stop up and see how things are going at the City Hall Redevelopment. <laughs> So this is the floor with all our customer-facing offices Such as? Such as the clerk's office, the treasurer's office, and they'll be all lined up on both sides of this part. And you would enter room. down here? That's correct. There's a nice overlook looking down to the lobby on this floor, and set of stairs, up this way and yeah. your office.
1: MRAs up here, the Modelry Development
2: Authority, Engineering, PIPs okay. on this floor here. Okay. And, or, and again, you would enter over there. That's right. The elevator is behind that block wall and there will also be a side yeah. So we're now on the fourth floor And What offices will be located here? So this is the Office of Mayor. Okay. City Council. All right. And uh, we have a roof deck out here as okay. well. So finally, we're now on the fifth floor. <laughs> HR, IT, public public facilities, okay. Hold up. Back off. okay. Great. Thank you so much for the tour. That was great. I was very impressed, and I think the community is going to be too. So what's your big entrance song this year for State of the City? What? Your big entrance song. You know, I completely forgot about that. I've been so consumed with this once in a lifetime project that I forgot to choose a song. So, our only hope is we go to the radio and we find something that talks about our city.
0: We built this city. We built this city on Mommy.
2: No, 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 no. We need something that talks about progress getting the job done
0: care of business, care of
2: and t- if i and we got to pick a song let's give it one more try
0: you got blood on your face
1: all right we're back <laughs> We are back with your Comic-in-Chief Mayor, <laughs> Gary Christensen. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. That was great. Great opening. Um, tell us a little bit about, I know he went into what's going on with City Hall. Where are we right now with all that? And that was a wonderful
2: Yeah, what was great for me, uh, I was able to get into the building for the first time. Yeah. And, um, you know, we spent so much time on paper to actually be inside walking around. Yeah. It was amazing, and uh, I think the people, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. are going to be really proud of their new City Hall. looks fantastic. And so um, we plan to move in in the fall, uh, late fall, November, I think, wow. um, and it's just a, you know, testament to the team we put together, yes. led by Ron Hogan, who's, you know, sort of our go-to on the project.
1: Yeah, yeah. and do you want to mention who was in that uh, scene with you? Yeah,
2: oh, yeah, sure. Eric Rubin, our yeah. public facilities director, yeah. and... Uh, <laughs> We try to highlight different directors each state of the city address. So, um, you know, he's going to be tasked with maintaining that building. So we thought, why not, you know, have him be a part of the, the intro.
1: Yeah. And I loved it, uh, uh, you know, being from a musical family. That whole thing with the songs was fantastic. And you end up choosing Queens' We Will Rock You, another favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. And immediately when I said this, I go, the Oscars were on a couple nights before, right? I think yep. it was Sunday night. Two nights night. before, yeah. Right. And I go, the Oscars opened with We Will Rock yeah. And I'm thinking, did, did they just make that audible change right, right. there late? No, no. But no. No,
2: that was just uh, good timing. Perfect. We um, had done that maybe two weeks before. Yeah. And my mom is a huge Adam Lambert fan. Okay. Yeah. And We're so we've been following Adam Lambert along with him and Queen. Yeah. And so that's what prompted us to use the song. Plus, it was the first concert I, I went to growing up. Is that Queen. right? Yeah,
1: Freddie Mercury. Wow. Boston Garden. Right. Yeah. and he had a great night at the Oscars with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yep. Right. He did. He, he won Best Actor, right? I, I think he did. Yeah. yeah but so. uh, yeah, that was perfect timing. Has Have you seen uh, Queen with your mom with uh, Lambert? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. And we're planning on going again this summer. That's right. They're yeah. coming again. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought that was a, a great opening, um, great crowd response there, and good yeah, our,
2: our thinking is the opening you wanted to make it oh. as powerful as you can because that's when you have their attention. Not that you don't the rest of the way, but you know. Oh, the, right. You know, yeah, we've always felt the the opening is the really important.
1: So who writes that stuff? Seriously, it's, combination. it's, it's uh, Marie Louise, uh, chief oh. of
2: staff. Sure. Uh, Ron Cochran, yeah, and uh, Communications Director, and uh, Kathleen Manning Hall, and Elena Savino, and Kevin Duffy, and everybody chips in. Yeah, that's what makes it so special. It's a true team effort. But
1: your comic timing has gotten just <laughs> so much better than <laughs> the early years. I don't know if that's a good thing I, or bad no. thing. <laughs> no, it was fun. Yeah. Um, so, so what did you say? Uh, this fall, it's yeah, I it's, would say late
2: fall. Um, and I think. The moment I'll remember from that visit was just how big uh, the lobby area and the city council chamber will be. So a lot of glass, a lot of transparency. I think people will feel you know, like they want to be a part of the government. And that was Ron Hogan's thinking. Have all the public meetings, committee meetings, right off the street. Oh, yeah. So there's no more you know, having to go around the building to get to a board meeting. Gotcha. They're going to be right, on, right off the street. As a matter of fact i think there'll be opportunities to watch some of the meetings from the sidewalk wow you know much like a newscast and you walk to by and you see them yeah <laughs> if you want to make it oh, easier right, for right. the That's public good. to be a part you know of what we're doing so that was the idea about having everything on the first floor and then even if you had to interact with one of our departments a lot of the public facing agencies will be right on the second floor right so you know before you might have had to go up and down the building everything should be right on that second floor. So treasurer's office, controller's office, I believe, city clerk. You know, most of the departments that um, people would interact with, they'll be in one loop on that second floor. Oh, looks so unbelievable. So that was the thinking behind it.
1: Awesome. Uh, yeah. Before we get to our, our next clip, and and uh, the next roll-in is featuring uh, our police department. Yep. It's doing a terrific job. No doubt. I wanted to uh, mention, uh, uh, now you've been... Since you came into office, uh, on top of social media with Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff, and YouTube in real time, and I've, I recently have seen the police department take a step in that direction. With Chief Moles is doing his own yeah, uh, he's got his YouTube. own YouTube community web series. That is fantastic. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. couldn't be prouder. Yeah, of him and the men and women. It's just a wonderful way to communicate. Is that a weekly? Yeah, uh, weekly. A, oh, yep. yeah.
2: We meet every Tuesday morning. Okay. So we're often sharing ideas on how to get the word out. And so um, he thought the time had come that his department was ready to start. They were already using social media. Sure. But, oh, know, I know. The way they they're using been. it now. Yeah. You know, that's and that's a th- credit to the chief and the department because, you know, the chief has been with the department a long time. I know it. He could have just sat back, you know, wait his years. No. He's out there. But he's always thinking, you yeah. know, of new and innovative ways.
1: Yeah. It's good stuff. Um and you know, when you're you're on every week, there's not always good news. Right. Mean, right? You know, you're right. communicating to what's happening this, you know. Yeah, but real Chief time. Mollis has always felt
2: he wants people to be aware. Yeah. Because they're just as part of the solution as they are. So that's been his philosophy. So
1: Yeah. Well, without further ado, why don't we uh, watch uh the segment on the Malden Police Department. Uh, James, are we ready for that?
2: To look at last month's
1: Facebook Live
2: event to appreciate the hard work of the men and women of the Police Department, as there was not a single question of Police Chief Kevin Molis regarding crime. This doesn't mean we shouldn't remain vigilant, But what it does mean is that our crime stats continue to trend in the right direction. For example, violent crime decreased 12% from 2017 to 2018, as did crime overall by nearly 20%. This is a credit to the men and women of the department and to their commitment to our public safety. Not only do they continue to protect and serve daily, but they have also forged partnerships to better assist the community. For example, working with the schools, there are now dedicated patrols to each of our buildings. It was also announced in January that longtime police officer Trent Headley would serve as the middle school resource officer. Officer Headley will provide a visible presence at the schools and assist the administration in maintaining a safe, and secure environment for adults the department held its first ever citizens police academy this eight-week course was designed to not only educate the community about police work but to also foster a positive relationship between citizens and law enforcement chief molus was so pleased with the results that the department now has a community web series on youtube to further enhance communication with residents. The department also introduced an internet purchase exchange location, which offers a safe meeting place for residents to conduct face-to-face online sales transactions. The designated area is located in the visitor parking lot at the side of the station, and it is well lit, protected by a security camera, and available 24-7. This year, we also wished Captain Kevin Sheridan well on his retirement after 32 years of service, while promoting four officers and welcoming two new cadets. The promotions included Captain Paul Hopkins, Lieutenant Michael Luongo, and Sergeants Jack Lanny and Paul McLeod. The two cadets are Aaron Carney and Waki Joseph, a recent graduate of Malden High School. Additionally. We recognize the courageous efforts of officers Caitlin Murphy and Noel Bowie Pierce. This past April, while on patrol, they entered a burning home during a three-alarm fire and located an elderly woman who they assisted to safety. They were rightfully honored and presented with the 2018 Massachusetts Association of Women and Law Enforcement Courage Award for their heroic actions. Please join me in recognizing Officers Murphy and Bowie Pierce for their bravery at this devastating fire.
1: And we're back. That was very nice. One of my favorite moments. Yeah. Uh, Any thoughts on this wonderful department?
2: Just um, how fortunate we are to be led by Chief Molus and the men and women that we have today. Yes. Uh, If you listen to some of the stories from what's occurred during the past year and what's coming up, they don't stop. You know, an adult um, police academy, you know, Mm a citizen's police academy something that they didn't have to do. Oh, right, right. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and then the Internet Exchange you know, came from some of the detectives. Yep. Chief Mollis ran with it. So they're, what I like is they're always constantly trying to come up
1: with new ways to keep us safe. There was a little more to that. that we, It's actually the clip was cut short, but there was a tribute. Um, yeah, and I was going to say that okay.
2: what you saw here yeah. does not happen on its own. You know, you have to have a foundation from which to to build from. And uh, at oh, the God. end of the clip, there was a piece about Police Chief Ed Tribuco, yes. who just unfortunately passed away at 102 years old. Wow. He was going to the Y up until he was 100, I think, or something <laughs> that like that. Him. Just an amazing man, right. amazing family. So we wanted to pay homage to him in the State of the City address. And so we did that toward the end of it.
1: Yeah, that was very nice. And, and I encourage people to go... Um, Check that out on the website. It's, it's very nicely done. Yeah, true Maldonian. Yeah. Um, and again, we, we didn't include everything on here, but we the fire department yep. and the schools, and it's just great. Go check it out. See what's happening in Malden with all, the, with all that's going on. Yep. Um, another thing that was on there, actually, we're not going to show tonight, but I'd like you to speak about, it, is the success of the warming center that happened this winter. Could you speak a little bit about that?
2: Again, another moment that I'll
1: remember for a long time.
2: Um, You know, we have quarterly interfaith roundtables. Mm. So we meet with all the different houses of worship to talk about ways we can work together to make our city better. And so one of the issues that the Interfaith Council wanted to work on was around homelessness. And so uh, they came up with the idea of having a warming center, because we don't have a shelter per se, And of course, once they came up with the idea, it was where it was going to happen. That was the hot pot. Sure. Until Pastor Whetstone in the First Church of the Nazarene stepped forward and said, we'll do it. And so for the months of January and February, uh, from 8 PM at night till 6 in the morning, they had people come in, get coffee, soup, be warm. And uh, the police were bringing people that they saw at the train station or at a corner. Uh, Paul Hammersley, Oh yeah, uh, he was helping as well. And uh, I think the moment you know that I'll remember, um, you know Karen Colon Hayes, who's our Human Services Director. She was the liaison between the city and the Interfaith Council. It's just how many people volunteers came together to make this happen. This was strictly volunteer based. There was no city appropriation. This was people wanting to do something, you know, beyond what they're doing
1: today. And this came from these meetings. Yeah, Interfaith. You know. That's why you so can never,
2: I know people sometimes say in this day of technology, you don't need to meet as much. I, I disagree with that. Yeah. You know, we meet.
1: Face to repeatedly. face. Repeatedly.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. Police chief and I every Tuesday. Fire chief and I every couple of weeks. Superintendent every week. You know, Board of Health this morning. You got to keep meeting and trying to figure out ways to make the city better.
1: And do you envision that continuing yes. next
2: year? In, as a matter of fact, uh, there was some talk a couple of weeks ago about going into March. You know, of doing it all of March, <laughs> so and cold, we just we, some we cold just nights. yeah, we yeah. just couldn't pull it off logistically. Right. Uh, you know, it's a lot of intensive hours that people have to give up. You know, and of yes. course, it was led by Pastor Whetstone in uh, his which, team,
1: which was a nice tribute, and he got a, a standing standing o- ovation. Yeah, yep. which was well another deserved. Another well nice deserved. moment uh, at that event.
2: Yeah, so we're looking forward to next year. And um, again, it it was just to. I did a couple shifts and to see the people
1: helping it was great. That's right. You helped <laughs> out yourself there. Um, yeah. Well, they they limited I me. I could only do coffee. That was what <laughs> I was in charge of, you know. I, you did,
2: it was overnight. These volunteers were yeah. overnight. Yeah, right? they split the shifts. I yeah. think it was eight to eight to twelve or eight to eleven and then there was one overnight, something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But everybody was involved. It was it was great to see. Yeah, that must have made you feel good. That's yeah. a great thing that happened in Malden. Um, and we're going to see it continue. Uh, before we move on, I guess, uh, I have something, well, the, I think believe that you're attending this. The Malden Chamber of Commerce is putting on a legislative breakfast next Tuesday morning, which is March 26th. It's going to be held at the at 200 River's Edge Drive in the Green Lawn Room. And Senator Jason Lewis and State Representative Paul Brodeur will be talking about workforce development and other updates impacting the city of Malden and other communities. So $10 for chamber members, 20 for guests. I believe you can still get tickets. Sounds like a, a, a nice informative event for everybody in Malden. For more details, go to www.maldenchamber.org. And I do believe a portion of the proceeds will be going to the Bread of Life Capital Campaign. So uh, well worth the money there. And uh, you're attending?
2: Yes. Next Tuesday morning? Yep. Get, yeah. I'll be there at the beginning, and then i got to get back for meetings there you go
1: <laughs> so light breakfast and coffee check it out um you know this week at one of the greatest chambers around no so. doubt yep and uh, that
2: event we, uh this day the city address was hosted but that's that. right yeah that's
1: right i didn't even mention that yeah they said they had i think 300 plus yeah it was a packed house yeah um and i was at table. usually you uh, know they you know they put me in the back near the kitchen for some reason i was you know I was with the bread of we were nice and close so yeah. we saw no it was great great event um, okay, so moving on. You mentioned Paul Hammersley, the work he does. Mm-hmm. He, recently, now this was, he recently took a position that was created, correct? Yes. Could yes. you talk a little bit about that? Because our next segment includes uh, some of what Malden's doing in regards to addiction recovery.
2: Yeah, for years we have wanted to do something around addiction. Yeah. But our budget situation prevented us from doing so. Once there was a sign that uh, we were doing better, the first thing that we wanted to do was establish a dedicated person to help families and individuals uh, with addiction. So we couldn't think of a better person. Typically, we would uh, put that out to bid, you know, uh, advertise it, post it, screen it, interview. But when you have someone like Paul Hammersley, you know, within reach, we thought it was an automatic fit. Yeah. And a year later, we feel the same way. Um, I've seen him out at the courthouse, at the train station. Um, he's formed relationships with uh, city employees. Yeah. He's actually had family members go to him from city employees. I believe it. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we Wonderful just asset. we just feel so much more confident now, knowing that Paul's there for us. You know, before it was just it was a it was a hope. You know, let's try and call this organization or that organization, not knowing what would happen. But now we're 100% confident that uh, Paul's going to make a connection and help people with addiction.
1: Right. And, of course, he's, he is the president of Malden Overcoming addiction, addiction, right? Yep. Um, they have an event coming up, too. I think it's in May. It's their annual the, the, comedy, the night. comedy event. Yeah, the comedy event. The Irish American. Right. We'll, get, yep. yeah. we'll get the details on that. Um, yeah, we've had uh, Paul on. You know, mm-hmm. Paul's someone who's – I know this for a fact that, that people will, will call him at 2 in the morning and, he's, and he I've responds. Done it. Yeah. I've given yeah. him
2: two cases in the past year. Got right on him. Yeah. Got them placed. Yeah, and I mean um, you, what an asset that is. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's an service. insurance policy. Yeah. You know, knowing that you have him backing you up. Yep. So it's been great.
1: Way to go, Paul. Um so we're gonna touch upon that in the next roll in. Actually this is a, a threefer where we talk about the recreation department, mm-hmm. headed by Joe Levine. Yep. And um Karen who you mentioned, the senior center. Department, yep. Right? The seniors right senior center. So this is, a, this is a threefer, we'll start with, uh, it starts with the recreation, goes into the senior, and then a little bit about uh, addiction recovery okay. with Paul Hammersley. So James, if you have that, roll it.
0: Let's keep up your activity level. Navigating to the Malden Recreation Department.
2: In addition to the Rec Department's extensive list of programs, under the direction of Joe Levine, there were several new additions in 2018. To engage students at an earlier age, Joe came together with Malden High School Athletics Director, Charlie Conifree, to focus on more programs for middle school athletes. The goal is to prepare students so they can feel confident and knowledgeable in programs offered at the high school level. Due to the success of middle school sports, the rec department has also added a fifth and sixth grade boys and girls basketball league Between Malden Youth Basketball, the 5th and 6th grade league, and the Al Locke league, there are now nearly 400 student athletes coming in and out of the Salemwood School Fieldhouse every Saturday. Also added this year was a Malden Public School Boys and Girls Cross Country and Outdoor Track Program. In this April, a new middle school volleyball and flag football league will debut.
0: Navigating to 7 Washington Street. You know what time it is. Bingo.
2: Under the direction of Karen Cologne hayes the Senior Center offers a wide array of activities, resources, and social opportunities for our elder residents. New partnerships have been formed with the Health Department, YMCA, and Melrose-Wakefield Healthcare to provide a nurse on-site health screenings dietary counseling, and other well-being initiatives. With the availability of grants and the savings realized from adjustments to programming, we have also installed eight new security cameras throughout the building, purchased new fitness equipment, brought back the annual gala dinner dance, and expanded programming to include new classes in painting, sewing, drawing, and art appreciation. Additionally, our teens continue to come to the center to serve lunch, play board games, teach computer skills, and new to the program is Tech Time, where they show seniors how to use mobile devices. These intergenerational activities have had a positive impact on everyone involved.
0: Walking directions to 110 Pleasant Street, main entrance 200 feet ahead on your left.
2: New at the health department we have an addiction recovery resource specialist. This position was created in response to the opioid crisis and Paul Hammersley is working hard to fill this role. By all accounts, he has already made a tremendous impact in assisting families coping with addiction. He is helping them navigate the treatment system, connect with resources, and find recovery support services. In recent months, Paul has also used our human services van to drive around the city at night and provide rides to the warming center. This has afforded him the opportunity to speak with individuals about addiction and hopefully connect them to recovery services.
1: Okay, we're back. There you have it, folks. Uh, Some clips regarding the recreation department, the senior center, and addiction recovery. Um, again, uh, we didn't cover everything tonight as far as clips, but please go to cityofmalden.org. There's wonderful stuff in the fire department, the, the schools mm-hmm. um, and, and other great stuff. So I encourage you to do that. But uh, right there, talk a little bit about the heads of, for instance, it, it all starts with leadership with, with most things. And you've right. got uh, Joe Levine with the recreation department. We have Karen Hayes with the Senior Center, and, of course, Paul Hammersley with Addiction Recovery.
2: Let's start with the Rec Department. Sure. Chief Molus, when he uh, took the helm of the Police Department, told me he wanted to make one thing clear. Um, You can have as many police officers as you want, but if you don't have programs like the Rec Department, then you're never going to get to where you want to go. And uh, looking back, he was never so right. Hmm. Joe Levine has absolutely done a phenomenal job, him and Laura Perez with the rec department. I'll give you an example. Just before I came on the show tonight, City Councillor Craig Spadafora stopped me. And I was a little nervous. I wasn't sure if he was going to stop me about the budget or the roads or <laughs> that you know must something. You when but he the just wanted starts. to say uh, what a fantastic job Joe, Laura, and the rec department are doing. His son Mariano was involved with the fifth and sixth grade basketball program, which never existed. Uh, before Joe took the helm wow. and now that it's in place he said his son is just ap- he loves it That's all. so it's just so great to hear and um, you know the other day we had a department head meeting and Joe passed out the upcoming spring activities and I thought it was going to be a couple pages had to be uh, eight to ten pages long of different activities <laughs> That were being offered for the youth of our city. Awesome. So speaking of youth, uh, Karen Colon-Hayes is our Human Services and Community Outreach Director. That's right. So she oversees the Senior Center. Now, one would think the sole focus is on our seniors. It is. But she's also made it a point to involve the youth. So in some of the clips that you were just watching, uh, they come up regularly and play games with our seniors, Help them with oh, some of the technology that just is. it's yeah. great yeah. yeah it's it's um really been fun to watch yeah. and then of course we already talked about yeah. paul and, and the job he's doing um again i drove with him a couple times when uh we were bringing people back to the warming center he knows them all by first name yeah they all have
1: his cards trust is everything it, it is yeah right so that that just must make you proud <laughs> sure does every day
2: <laughs> You know, some people have said, you know, you've been in there a few years now. Does it ever get old? No. When you're working with a group like this, it never gets old. It's just an honor.
1: By the way, another thing is fantastic stuff. Um, that's going to be, I guess it, it's a little ways off, but here we are. It was the first day of spring yesterday. It's a summer concert. Do you have any info on that this year? Not yet. Okay.
2: Um, uh, we're going to start working on that in April probably. Okay. But we plan to do it again. That's yeah. for sure.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's always a great lineup. Part
2: of our core. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then I think eventually we'll do one more, more year at the high school courtyard, which I, I enjoyed. And then it we'll come the back. Yeah. Oh, and then okay. we'll probably come back to City Hall. Okay.
1: Yeah. We'll see. Oh,
2: right. Yeah. But if not, I, I agree. I think the courtyard's yeah, fantastic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a nice, nice yeah. space for it. Um, lots of things happening. Um, what else, Mayor? Before we get, do we get, we got we get a, a few minutes here before we get to our our last roll in, but. Um, like what's going on? Where are you headed after this? We know you're always on the run. Where I'm <laughs> Back not to work. to track you down. Back, Back to, to work. Yeah, right? it's budget
2: time. Yeah, um, we just submitted our community development block grant. Okay. Uh, we're getting ready to submit a roads package. So yeah, a lot going on. We you know we don't stop, and um, that's what makes the job great. Yeah. You know the day I I don't have the energy that I had when I first entered office is the day I'll call it quits. But my energy level's the same as it was when I started, and that's it. A credit to the
1: people that I work with, right? You know, they just like me; they don't stop.
2: You know?
1: And I think we got a a, a, a great bunch of city councilors too. No right? doubt, our, our they've been supportive. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, things are things are looking good for Malden. Um, before we get to our next clip, as a, as now I got to bring you back a little bit. Sure. As a Ward One Councilor, how many years ago was that? Oh, many, many, many years. Now. Do you, find, do you find that the, uh, one of the hot topics, at least with most people, if they're not into the, you know, the nitty-gritty of the politics, but things that affect their lives, such as roads uh-huh. and potholes, is that, has that changed over no. the years? or it's, it's No.
2: It's the same as it's always been, same as it always will be. Yeah. But I can say we're doing everything we can with what we have. Yes. You know, someone asked me, what's the biggest regret looking back? not having enough to do all that you want to do you know we just we don't have the resources
1: yeah to, you know to, to, do, to do it all need, yeah you yeah.
2: know yeah. but we're you know we have some creative minds you know in our um you know our controller's office Ron Hogan Chuck Rannigan and others and uh, you know confident we're doing all that we can you know we just did about 50 to 60 streets now people will say where because it's not their street
1: but we're doing right. we're doing You're what we can. Oh yeah. yeah, we're doing what we can. Yeah. So, um, someone who, who's normally featured every year, I felt, and I, and I was thinking this as I was watching, was like, where is this guy? You know, uh, Bobby Knox. Oh, where where sure. was he this year? And I was, and then of course it was explained when we <laughs> when we get to our next role in. But right. the truth is, we had a light. That's not the only thing he deals with obviously but we had a light light winter oh yeah right as far as snow knock on wood yeah knock on wood and I want to ask you about that how does that affect when you go into Do you go in with a certain budget for that for the for the sand for the you know the equipment and all this Mm -hmm. and and like four years ago we get hammered with 107 inches and and that sets things off kilter right without a doubt and then what happens with a year where we have a lighter winter Not much.
2: I mean, we we typically lowball that line item heading into a new fiscal year. Yeah. Just because we were talking about resources, any available resource we have, we try to apply it to the schools, police, fire. So we typically, you know, kind of lowball snow and ice. Okay. The state allows you to uh, make up whatever amount comes in the following fiscal year. Oh, I see. So, you know, you can run a deficit and then make it up the following year. Now, in the case of 2015, which you mentioned, right. that, was that was unique. Again. We yeah. had to, uh, you know, portion those expenses over three years. The state allowed every city and town the ability uh-huh. to spread out the cost because it was just so large that we couldn't absorb it in
1: one year. Right. Well, hopefully. <laughs> so, like you know, and be. even
2: even with the light winter, there's a lot of nights where you have to salt because of ice. That's true. Black ice. That's right. You know, the temperatures fluctuate a lot. Yeah. And then we had right after... You know, we we um, you know portioned that last storm to Bobby because he said we were having a light winter, and then a week later we got 14 inches. So, you know.
1: yeah, <laughs> we kind of the back end here we yeah. got hit a little bit. Yeah, you know, but again, not, a
2: little
1: bit. Not, not. No, compared we, to other years, no, not bad. No, knock on wood because right. we're you know we're still I'd in say March. Our
2: average snow bill per year since I've been in office is roughly 750 thousand. That's an average winter. So um, this year will be obviously slightly under that you know, maybe a couple hundred grand. They're still running the final expenses. But again, people may say, well, we didn't get much in terms of inches, but there was a lot of nights, there were a lot of nights where we had to salt across the city. And Absolutely. that's $75 a ton. And if you, you know, all, you know, many courts and parkways and lanes and right, terraces, right. and oh, yeah. it adds up. Think of that. It adds up. But I'm happy to say we didn't have any accidents, um, you know, any calls from police, fire, or Cataldo Ambulance that they couldn't get to where they needed to go oh, so nice. that's a tribute to Bobby and yeah and the rest of the department
1: okay so uh, among other things uh, regarding the potholes and roads there's <laughs> a lot of uh, there's a lot of layers to this uh, next section that we're going to roll for you so James we ready for clip number four
2: all right let's head back to 17 Pleasant Street
0: Getting directions to 17 Pleasant Street, pothole on road ahead.
2: Wow, is this thing accurate?
0: Now might be a good time to talk about your roads.
2: Good suggestion. Switching gears, let's talk about roads and infrastructure. In 2018, the engineering department in conjunction with the public works department replaced 233 lead water service lines. The departments also worked on implementing the ordinance requiring residential properties with lead water lines to have those lines replaced prior to a transfer of ownership. This is one of several strategies being employed to expedite our goal to eliminate all lead service lines in the shortest possible amount of time. The engineering department under Director Yam Lip is also overseeing the complete streets upgrades funded with a $372,000 grant from Mascot. The improvements will include making intersections safer for every mode of travel. Additionally, roads and intersections will be redesigned to provide a safer, multi-sensory environment for hearing and vision impaired pedestrians. The intersections that will be addressed include Charles and Main Street, which is already underway, Salem and Ferry Street, Main and Winter Street, Main and Forest Street, and Main Street and Kenmore Road. There have also been improvements made in Linden Square, including bus lane installation, sidewalk construction, bus shelter placement, and the repaving of the municipal parking lot. This work has improved traffic flow and safety within the Linden Square area. Speaking of safety, We have a follow-up to an announcement made here last year regarding the Highland Avenue and Fellsway East intersection. Department of Conservation and Recreation Commissioner Leo Roy has stated that the project is being bid within the next 60 days and that the overhaul of the intersection will be completed later this year. Thank you once again to State Senator Jason Lewis and Representatives Paul Broder, Paul Donato, and Steve Ultrino in conjunction with Councilors Debbie De Maria, Craig Spatafora, and John Matheson for their support on this important safety issue. Commissioner Roy also notified us that DCR will be making upgrades at the Savin and Fellsway East intersection as well. This will happen in late spring and will take three to four weeks to complete. Speaking of our roads, that reminds me, we haven't heard from our DPW director, Bob Knox, in a while. Bobby how's it going? Good Mayor how are you? I see we got a little bit of snow overnight.
1: Yeah not too bad we've been pretty fortunate it's been a light winter.
2: Well as a result you're probably not going to be featured as much in this year's State of the City address. Yeah that's okay I've had uh, my share of the limelight but now that you mention it I could use some things Huh? Uh, like a, a new loader Couple of one-ton dumps with sanders and plows. What is this, comedians in cars getting coffee? Maybe a couple of six-wheel dumps. A few new sidewalk plows. Hi, Ma. What did I think of Adam Lambert's tribute to Elvis? I love his blue suede shoes. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and we're back. There he is, Bobby Knox. I was wondering where he was going to show up in uh, this State of the City address. I'll tell you what. You're gonna you're gonna lose a lot of your staff to to sitcoms. <laughs> Hollywood's coming, no doubt. Okay. Yep. You're gonna be on your you're own. Oscars no. have nothing on us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, good stuff. Yep. Um, so so that piece was. Uh, I got to tell you, the issue on the Fellsway East rotary, yep. which is actually I live right there. That's my ward, Ward Three just been a humongous issue and problem over the years, and I can't believe how much, what an endeavor this is to mm-hmm. solve. We've been working on it for several years. Yeah. Could you speak a little bit about that, who's involved? And it's not just the city of Malden. Yep. It's uh, our office, the city council, our state
2: delegation, sure. and ultimately convincing the Department of Conservation and Recreation, who have right. you know, there's a lot of competing interests. But uh, thanks to our coordinated effort, uh, they're going to, you know, ch- they're going to go with option one, which was, is a complete set of traffic lights. And um, uh, ch- we're going to remove that island and it should be safer for all. Yeah. And the project's set to be completed by the
1: end of the calendar year. Which is another thing I was uh, pleased to see. That's, that's going to happen. so that kind of construction is going to be happening over the summer or yep. soon?
2: Soon. Yeah. Yep. Late spring, early summer.
1: Yeah. And then the other piece to it, not that piece, but the Savin Street. Yep. Yeah. So Yeah, so they'll uh, extend out the sidewalks
2: a little bit, yep. you know, to make it safer for people crossing. But again, it's because of our you know, our coordinated effort and just not giving up. You know, there's a lot of these things that I've seen in my time that can fall into the black hole. You just have to you gotta stay on it. Yeah, I mean, you just there's can't the, you can't stop. You the list. So that's what we've done and as a result. You know, we're going to have some improvements made to both the intersections, not one of them, both.
1: Right. I know uh, several people were mentioned there. And my Ward 3 City Council, John Matheson, I know has been hard at work at this, too. Yes. Great effort by everyone involved. No doubt. Well, let me take a couple of minutes just to get back to this Chamber of Commerce legislative breakfast, Malden Chamber of Commerce, which is happening Tuesday, March 26th, over at 200 Rivers Edge Drive, which is actually Medford, I believe, right? In the Green Lawn yep. Room, and Senator Jason Lewis and State Representative Paul Brodeur talking about workforce development and other updates impacting the city of Malden local communities. $10 for chamber members, 20 for other guests. Please go to maldenchamber.org, www.maldenchamber.org for more details. And uh, uh, the mayor of Malden will be there, right? Yep. Of course. Get you up and get you over there. Yeah,
2: I have to thank them for any chance we get. So even though it's in Medford, yeah. you want to be there to support them.
1: And, again, a small portion of the proceeds will benefit the Bread of Life Capital Campaign, which uh, actually is. Another has, reason to attend. Yeah, sure. Good stuff. I know Gabrielle is going to be over there as well. Um, so here we are, the last few minutes. Another great visit by you. By the way, I was going <laughs> to say you hadn't been here. In a year, but you you popped in on our Christmas show, remember? Oh, yeah. You just sure. showed up and ate cookies yeah. and left. I was here for the right. past
2: couple of weeks. I think I've done a half dozen shows. That's right. That's yeah. right.
1: But you're getting the word out there. Um, but yeah, you ate a couple of cookies. <laughs> Ron Cochran was on. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. So here we are, New Year, mm-hmm. moving forward. Uh, how do you feel? I feel great.
2: I feel the same as I did when I raised my right hand in 2012, and uh, partly...
1: Has it been that long? Oh, it
2: sure has. (laughs) But uh, it doesn't seem it. I mean, when you're constantly, you know, working with people that love their city, it never gets old. And for me personally, uh, to be at Malden High School's Jenkins Auditorium back in 1984, you know, figuring out that I wanted to be mayor of the city and then actually becoming mayor... Unbelievable story. It just never gets old. And so that's why people say, as time goes on, why not you know, take your foot off the pedal? I will never do that. The day I do that is the day I'm done. You know, and so as long as the people will have me, I want to continue to serve.
1: What more can he ask for in a mayor? That's what I got to say. <laughs> also, this is legendary. This is going to be in some Alden Hall of Fame at some point. Is it, do you, I don't know do if it's considered
2: it? it odd. It, some it? people said this could be considered artwork. But it does. It's, just, it's uh, abstract, uh, right? It's, it, I think one thing I found, too, is you've got to be organized. You know, talking about you know, Fellsway and Highland, Yeah. that's one that can fall off. It can end up in the black hole. But I don't cross things off on this list until they're resolved. And so that's why I carry
1: this around. Do you have sleepless nights? Is that how it works? Yeah, absolutely. Particularly budget time. (laughs) Yeah, particularly budget time. There you have it. Um, Talk about it. So we're in the budget time. Yep. What does that entail, the rest, to lead us to the... We
2: typically start in December, January, putting together a base budget. You know, what would it cost to maintain what we have today? And then anything above that, we try to do some new initiatives. Now, we were really having a tough time uh, a couple of years ago where we were using a lot of our reserves to balance, which you're not supposed to do. Ideally, it's revenues match expenses. But you know, because we didn't want to disrupt, you know, some of the good things happening in the city, we, you know, we dipped into the piggy bank. Gotcha. To balance the budget. Yeah. And it got to a point that, you know, we weren't sure what the future held. But uh, thanks to Ron Hogan and Chuck Rannigan and others, uh, last year was our best year ever. Uh, we only ended up using, I think it was 2.6 million. Whereas years before, we were using four, or five, I think one year, six million bucks out of reserves to balance. Oh. So they're projecting that either this year or next we'll have a truly balanced budget where there will be no more need to go into our reserves to balance the city's budget. Oh. And that will be a day I will look forward to, you know, because not only will it be balanced, but it will show what hard work and dedication means by people like Ron
1: Hogan and Chuck Ranigan and, you know, the rest of our finance team. And can you walk us through the legislative process? How does that work with the... Uh, well, the, the governor
2: issues his version of the state budget in January. Okay. So we plug those numbers in. Then the House of Representatives does their budget in April, and then the Senate does theirs in May. Then the House and Senate reconcile their differences, send it to the governor. Governor can sign or veto And, uh, you know, we just keep adjusting accordingly. We have to make an educated guess at some point because we have to send it down to the city council. Right. So we typically roll the dice in May. You know, we just try to make the best guess possible. But our delegation has been working hard. We meet with them every three months in my office to go over what they're doing, what we're doing, you know, see where there's some synergy and how we move forward. So is there a date
1: deadline? Uh,
2: Well, we're supposed to have a budget in place by July 1st. Okay. We try to give the council a month and a half, two months to review, you know, what we see happening, and then they make their adjustments. I see. And, uh, but we haven't had a problem in the past years in terms of having one in place by July 1st. You know, I think last year was a unanimous vote by the council, you know, 11 nothing on the version. So I think they, they felt like I do that. We're going down the right path.
1: Right, and you communicate throughout the process. Absolutely. The
2: yeah, we always try to send them cover letters and, you know, let them know what we're doing. We meet with city council president every other Tuesday morning for breakfast. You know, we'll have a cup of coffee and sure. talk about what they're up to, what we're up to.
1: And, again, it's just about trying to keep that communication going. Good stuff. We're down to our final couple minutes. Um, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, that, uh, in regards to the Bread of Life, we do have a date for our annual golf tournament, which is going to be held up at Mount Hood, and that is Monday, July 29th. Lots and lots of details to follow so stay tuned but um, this year we're, we're having the golf tournament and the luncheon right there at Mount Hood in Melrose so um, we're looking forward to that and I know you don't golf but put uh, me down for donation for, there you go can always count on that Gary it's great having thank you, you once again appreciate everything um, it's wonderful <laughs> to have you, you, you anytime I call you come absolutely so, it's important fantastic. to get the word out any last words to the our wonderful city
2: uh, just thank Not you <laughs> words, tonight anyway just continue gratitude for the opportunity, you know, to serve and uh, fulfill, you know, my dream at Malden High School of becoming mayor. So,
1: Keep moving forward, <laughs> my right. friend. Great having you on. Okay, Malden, that's it for us. Uh, I want to leave you with a quote like I try to do every month, and this one's by one of my favorites, St. Francis of Assisi. He says, start by doing what's necessary, then do what's possible. And suddenly, you are doing the impossible. That's it for me. See you next month. God bless.
0: 02148 is produced by Michael Sharon, John Matheson,
2: Jerry Leone, and Ed Lucy. Equipment and facilities are provided by M.A.T.V., Malden's Media Center. Episodes of 02148 are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, as well as the M.A.T.V. website at
1: matv.org.